Welcome to Rocket Ship, the podcast where web developers learn the skills and secrets to ship awesome mobile apps. I'm Simon Grimm, creator of Galaxies.dev, and today's guest is David Little Yet. Is that right? Yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm like the worst person when it comes to French. Like I have the That's Ionic right. Academy and some members from French and every time they have like a city or like I'm yeah. Paris. Okay, Paris is fine. Yeah, Paris, <laughs> Paris is fine. Everyone lives in Paris in France, so no problem. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I never learned it in school. So I'm glad uh, that I figured that one out right. So David is our guest today. David is super interesting. Uh, I can't actually say David is just one thing because David is a freelancer, a web designer, a web developer, a content creator. Um, he's pretty much everything. And I wish I was more like David. But the most important question for David right in the beginning, David, did you yeah. climb Mount Everest? Oh, not but. <laughs> First of all, Mount Everest is like super expensive and you have uh, two chance by three to die. So it's not on my to-do list right now, <laughs> but I've been to the base camp. So it's still yes. an achievement. I mean, for me, base camp, okay. Next on the bucket list is uh, something else. <laughs> how how so, high? What, what, what level is the base camp? Uh, so it's uh, base camp, 5,000, 400. Oh. Well, that's be, uh, it's it's the hardest thing I've done in my life because you can't breathe. Yeah, I can't imagine during weeks, Oof. even in the night. So you're like you're waking up in the night and you are like struggling and you're like, okay, I am dying. What, what's happening? Oh. I'm sleeping or not? <laughs> and you can't so, get away from it instantly. Like no, even you if can't. you wanted yeah, to, yeah. like fl just fly me away, fly me yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't. You can't. So you need to take it easy. Drink Oof. some water, it's going to be fine. No problem, one step okay. at a time. And to be do it. If you had the chance, to, I will not do it again, but I <laughs> encourage people to do it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I will put this on my bucket list. So uh, what's harder, uh, climbing Everest or debugging React Native applications? Hmm, yeah, I think it's uh, climbing Everest because when climbing Everest, you are alone. And in React Native, there is wonderful community ready to help you. You can go on, I don't know, plenty of different slacks, plenty of different discords. The Expo team is doing a pretty good job. The docs are amazing. They recently revamped the docs for Expo. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. They included the router docs as well. And people still yeah, hate yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's normal. People complain of change, so it's just uh, <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I did a few videos on the new Expo router and stuff, and they get picked mm -hmm. up quite well. But most of the people are saying, oh, the documentation is so terrible uh, about the Expo router. I'm not exactly sure what they mean. Like, they covered the basic stuff in the Expo router docs. Do you, do you see the problem? I don't know, to be honest, no, I'm a do freelance. So I'm, as a freelancer, I need to ship stuff to production and not play with fancy tools. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you're using because, Expo yeah. as well, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yes. using Expo with my client 100% is because it's super easy. I, 2016, 17, more or less, I played with um, the rocket thing. Ah, I don't remember the thing. Uh, uh. The rocket? No, no, the rocket. The, the code in Ruby to deploy your application, iOS. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the name, yeah. Not this right. I, I, I forgot. I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's, it's 
it's great, but the thing is, um, when you work on that, you are you become an infrastructure engineer slash DevOps, mm -hmm. and you are not shipping features to production. Mm -hmm. and the Expo team is taking all of these things for you. There is other tools as well. There is Bitrise. There is um, App Center, Microsoft App Center. They are all working differently, but yeah, Expo is nice. It's pretty straightforward, and it's it's hundred percent focus on. Uh, React Native and other systems like App Center, you can do whatever. You can do uh, Cordova. I don't know if Cordova still exists. Phone gap. Yeah, it, it does. I it was does. there. Uh, I was there. Yeah. I don't know. Two thousand years ago. <laughs> to, to yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know. You, you probably don't know. I come from a background of Cordova and now Capacitor, ah. which is actually more the the new thing. Um, okay. So okay. yeah, uh, Cordova. The the whole Cordova landscape is just just painful to navigate at this point. Um, but oh, honestly, yeah. sometimes I feel the same about a few React packages because everyone can do their React package and then put it on GitHub and you, you arrive and you see the last commit from six years ago and you immediately <laughs> know, okay, today's going to be a long day. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long day. So two <laughs> things. You can use it and see what happens. Or you can write it yourself or just contact the maintainer and say, hey, Thank you for your work. Are you still maintaining it? Because it's free open source. What do you expect? Mm -hmm. <laughs> People are not sure. going to stop everything they do in your life to fix your own problem. No. <laughs> so true. But still you can yeah, yeah. You can it was be better than before. Definitely. Before it was yeah. worse. Yeah. I mean, have you ever worked as a webmaster? And I, I know the term still. I know the term. Oh. If, when I hear webmaster, <laughs> I think about PHP and stuff I did. That. <laughs> My first job, I was webmaster, you know, master of the web. Can it's do pretty cool. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, that's a good part. Um, I wanted to get back to how you got started with freelancing. So we will uh, circle back to Expo later in this conversation because I know you have some takes on especially universal applications in Expo, which I want to talk about. Uh, but let's take a quick step back. How, how did you actually get into freelancing? Because I think this is always very interesting for other developers. Like, what's your uh, short story of how you became David yet the so, master of everything? Yeah, master of everything. So first of all, pick, good advice for you. You need to automate everything. Fun fact, when I write a commit message with Zapier, it creates automatically a LinkedIn update with uh, the help of ChatGPT. It's <laughs> a nice combination of tools. So that's, I have hundreds of hacks like that to automate. You think I'm super productive, but sometimes I'm not in front of my computer and thing happens. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the first thing. But when I started with freelancing, uh, just to, um, at the time, I was working as an employee. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of my friends, so they were doing um, Ruby on Rails. I love it. It was awesome. But uh, the company where I was working, they were not doing Ruby on Rails. And some friends called uh, Le Wagon, they are doing a boot camp. And they are looking, f looking for a teacher at the time. And they know, oh, David, I know you're amazing at CSS and JavaScript stuff. Help us, please. <laughs> so I was basically the front-end guy. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And uh, that's how I started. So really small. If people want to start freelancing, first things, don't do it like all in. <laughs> small. <laughs> you can ask to your boss, hey, can I have one day free of week? 
just start to just starting on small freelancing stuff. Because when you are freelancing, you need to understand that your first job is to become a salesperson and you are not actually a developer. Yeah, I think this is one of the hardest things I figured out along my way as well. So I've yeah. been now self-employed for six years, I think, as well. And just understanding that a lot of your work is not just fun and writing code. It's actually <laughs> it's sales. Fun. It's like getting the message out and getting people to see your yeah. stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, this exactly. is stuff developers usually don't like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so at the time I started with that, doing some side gigs even. After that, I moved in 2016-17, I moved to London mm -hmm. uh, just to do React Native because in France they were not doing React Native and they're like, oh, I'm bored with <laughs> this. So, so you jumped back then already <laughs> pretty quickly from uh, JavaScript and front end stuff into React Native back then or? Um, uh, so. I was hired because I have a Rails background, and at the time they have like they had uh, this uh, monorepo with four different applications and were written in Ember with a backend in Rails, and they mm -hmm. were they just wanted to have a small application on mobile. And with my previous experience in Cordova and uh, PhoneGap and uh, oh. Angular GS and the great divide mm -hmm. with Angular 2, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Don't use <laughs> the technology right now because it's kind. It doesn't spark joy. Come on. <laughs> I'm in France. I've done that. Please let me do some React stuff. It looks fancy. And so that's, so that's when, you, when you took the React route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Took the React route. And uh, yeah, I was hired. And uh, fun fact, I because I was terrible as, this, as React. <laughs> So it's the worst thing you can do is learning, is learning React Native before React. That's the hardest <laughs> part. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the heaviest part. <laughs> so, yeah. Because you need to master everything. So that's what I have done. <laughs> yeah, that's but actually you, a nice. Like, yeah. yeah, getting into React Native and then into React. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I got into Ionic and then into Angular. Yeah. Um, so okay. I had my mind to figure out what actually Angular is and what Ionic is, but. Um, mm. That was probably yeah. even easier than going from React Native to React because React Native components just, yeah, they're different. Yeah, and plus, but there are many things because so I, I got this previous background in Ionic and stuff, but I knew how to push the button and release to production. And actually, that's a real skill to masterize how uh, Apple Store, Apple Developer, I don't know, they constantly change iTunes Connect <laughs> yeah, <laughs> work yeah. and uh, Google Play Console. It's it's a skill. And Is it, there a term for that? What? App Store Master or something? App Store Master, Release Manager. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, I, I agree. It's you, you have released an app launch checklist for this. Yeah, uh, ah, people yeah, can, can find it. For that. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I created the because I was bored. I was like, oh, okay, every time it's the same thing. And when I have a new client, I need to explain why it takes a month to one month. First release, one month. Why it takes one month to first the first release to the App Store? Because you have many things. You need to prepare your marketing assets. You need to prepare your text. You need to prepare your uh, policy compliance about data. You need to put the lovely credit card with the real name on it, um, having the same email, like a secure email, not uh, the personal email from the boss who is going to forget. And after that, in one year, 
now, one year later, you're going to be fucked up to release because nobody have access to this email anymore. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> so, you know, things like that. Yeah, and you haven't even talked about uh, the review process and uh, the oh, reasons yeah, Apple comes <laughs> up with why your app is declined. So I definitely recommend everyone to at least plan, yeah, at least yeah, a yeah. month for the first version a because month. you're going to get rejected. You're going to yeah, ship yeah. a new That's version. It takes two days. The next review takes three days. Yeah, you exactly. have to do something again and it just it just piles up and snowballs. Yeah, when you don't have any experience, it's like, oh, <laughs> why it's not on the web? <laughs> I mean, even with experience, Apple sometimes comes up with, with reasons. Mm. Um, but, but to be fair, for my last application, Apple reviewed my app in like 24 hours and Google took like three days. So I don't know why, but things Because have changed for me. Because you're a good developer, me. probably. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that, but thank you. <laughs> so yeah. you, you got into React Native, you moved to London. Um, was there mm. any kind of special big app you worked on during that time? Or is there something you are allowed to talk about? Or was ah, it all? Yes, so it was just basic CRUD application, you know, like one survey application. Ah, yes. Well, so the, when I was in the fintech industry, it's like boring <laughs> mm -hmm. a boring app for your pension scheme so nothing oh yeah fancy just a crud you know but still there is stuff there, there is a victory chart you can use it also <laughs> from from formidable labs uh, because to have cross cross uh, platform charts uh, compliant with web uh, ios android it's not easy <laughs> Yeah. So Victory Chart is nice. Oh, uh, nice. And after that, I worked in a survey company. Well, that was funny. We got like uh, WebSocket stuff. So basically, you want to teach security policy to people in the room. So you have one 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 leader who is doing the workshop and thing like that, and people uh, would scan the. Uh, just a QR code and in real time the leader of the workshop could ask questions and people were, were allowed to answer to the question so in real time it was, it was more or less the same as using there are many platforms who are doing it now with the COVID <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they are all they are all on really uh, used everywhere somewhere but it was before the COVID so it, you know Why, why did you well, decide it on, on WebSocket and not on something like, I know Firebase is very common for real-time uh, stuff. Because we, at the time, we had AWS uh, serverless uh, backend in place. Ah, okay. Just, just because of that. But to be honest, if I will redo the same thing nowadays, I will probably use Amplifier. Mm -hmm. uh, if Amplifier at the time was like V0 dot something. So like, whoa. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> beta test this thing because you know <laughs> we are a business, so we need to we need to things work. Yeah, true. And uh, Firebase, I don't know, it's Google, so I will not bet on Firebase because we never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, in numbers, uh, how popular is Amplify now? If you said it was back then zero point something, um, what are the Amplify numbers now in 2023? I don't know, but. Um, at Chain React a conference in the US organized by the Infinite Thread awesome experience go there if you want to learn more about React Native um, one talk was about Amplify mm -hmm. so that's a metric 
<laughs> That's a metric. Going to major conference and just to demo something. I mean, I don't have numbers. I don't know, to be honest. I, and plus, I'm in the north of France, in a small town of France, so I don't know at all about if it's used or not here. People are not using the same technologies because for legacy reasons. So you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm from I'm from Germany, and everyone is still mm. using Angular here, and happy about that yeah. as well. Uh, so it's yes. really completely different from country to country. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I still react in Germany as well. But if I look up for jobs, I'm gonna find a whole lot of Angular jobs here in Germany. Yeah, um, exactly. So do you have any, because I'm really interested in Amplify, I never really used it. It has been on my to-do list for like three years at least now, because oh, so I really enjoy it. tools. I, I enjoy Firebase, I enjoy Superbase, yeah. I've used AppDroid, yeah. I have used Enhose, like all these. I haven't used okay. AWS Amplify. Please tell me so, why I should use it. <laughs> uh, no, I will say the opposite. I will say don't use it. <laughs> oh, that's because, awesome. Yeah, because... So you did some episode about Firebase, Superbase, and things like that. So now you need to upgrade your content. or uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you can't do everything. So you need to focus. That's the same as me. I do React. I do React Native only. And that's it. I'm not interested by the rest because I don't have time. So mm -hmm. I know it's... Yeah, I know it, it exists, but uh, I will not invest my time on it because I'm never gonna going to be good. And to keep up, so for example, I have a bootcamp in React Native where I do um, uh, in-house bootcamp for the dependent teams or schools or whatever. Uh, so the stack is TypeScript, React Native, Expo, uh, Tan Stack Query, React Query, Tan Stack Query now. Mm -hmm. That's it. And plus some end-to-end uh, -end testing and the storybook and things like that about the ecosystem, how to plumb this <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, and I'm never going to change it because even keeping it up, I, I hired someone. <laughs> Matisse mm -hmm. is my my not intern. Oh uh, no, no intern. Uh, no. Apprentice, yes, apprentice. Okay. Uh, and working with me just to maintain this because it takes forever. It's it's easy. It's the same as when you build software. Building software is easy, but maintenance over time is another challenge <laughs> <laughs> because you need to keep it up forever. So mm -hmm. if there is a major version or so that will be my my advice for you. Don't spark your energy. Do uh, yeah. Diversify your energy everywhere. Just focus on one thing and be really, really good at it. Yeah, I thought there was something to AWS Amplify that I might miss if I use the other tools. Oh, um, to be honest, it's, 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 I think it's the same. It's, it's awesome. You just run, hey, Amplify, do magic, boom, you have a backend. Hey, Amplify, <laughs> add me an endpoint, boom. You have, a, you have, but the thing is the same. You need to, you still need to know how to use AWS and things like that. Because mm -hmm. one day you will need to log into the console and figuring out, whoa, I'm on the right region or, oh, it's Frankfurt <laughs> and not London. <laughs> so you Why need to did know I buy 5K thing. yesterday? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, and it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's, yeah, AWS, to be honest, it's, it's tough. I tried, but yeah, it's, oh, I need to focus on that and do only that. But that's another but I, job. Are you using it still today? No, so I used it uh, recently just because I was interested, and uh, yes, yeah, so, but not professionally. 
Oh, I had okay. the opportunity to work with, but uh, it was the same. The planets were not aligned, so same pro hmm. tip when you do freelance. Uh, aligning contract it's like complicated because you need to be uh, available now <laughs> tomorrow mm-hmm. it's too late <laughs> and when you reach back again you're like hey i'm available they say oh no we don't do this anymore so yeah, aligning the planet is complicated okay so um i tried to check out your latest talk apparently it was in french Uh, ah, but yeah, from yeah. from from the slides, I got that you're a big fan of universal applications. Is that correct? Ah yeah. Ah yes. Ah because I do web. So you know when I discovered internet in, <laughs> I don't remember. It was like oh it's working everywhere. So, and so, I was there when Steve Jobs killed Flash. <laughs> and <laughs> because back in the days, Flash website were an experience it was like whoa wait a minute was, there is a rising stars and the sun and what the fuck is going on? and um, since then i i was betting on uh, open source open source technologies and your app should be app website whatever should be available everywhere that's it so it's such a choice so for me uni- build, uh, building universal application Uh, it's the this is the way <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. no, because you never know if people are using I don't know web. I use like Brave browser and Firefox, and it drives mm. me crazy when it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Or you know people are using different different computer or computers Ubuntu stuff. Or or like no not. Flagship phone, yes, yes, I think it's flagship oh, yeah. Android, you know. The, so you need to, your app needs to be available everywhere. Yeah, I, I usually tell this everyone who asks me as well. Like, I mean, you can, sometimes you just need a native mobile app because your customers are only mm. there. It, the scenario exists, but oftentimes you need all the platforms. And yeah, in a perfect world, we would do a native iOS and a native Android app, but who exactly has yeah. the money and the team and the time and uh, the skills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it depends yeah. if you're a super giant company like Microsoft, Airbnb, or Apple. Yeah, go for it. Great native. Or if you are like, I don't know, like Snapchat or whatever. Yes, okay, go for it. But, But even they like, usually yeah. now have some kind of web web views in their applications mm. integrated in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Mm. So you created in 2017 already a universal application for... Web and native uh, with, uh, no, with React Native? Not, no, no, back in 2017 it was not, it was separated. I don't think even the theme was, yeah, it was shared but copy and pasted. It was being a lot more was, painful. Yeah, yeah, all, all the plumbing was different, so it's not. it was not possible. But now these days, uh, all the stack is in JavaScript. And in my previous job, uh, I worked in, uh, for a bank in the US and the bank is perfect it's boring numbers <laughs> <laughs> but it must but be secure f- very secure yeah it must be secure and it's uh, the flow is the same i mean sending money it's the same receiving money the same signing it's the same everywhere so you can share your views everywhere uh, buttons whatever uh, i don't remember what was different yes on the web on the web app 
you have uh, Google Maps and on your phone, no, it was not Google Maps, it was a map, I don't remember, but on your phone, when you press the button, you open Google Maps or Apple Maps if you are on Android mm, or yeah, iOS, yeah. thing like that. Um, but yeah, to be honest, yes, it was working. I used uh, NX. NX is nice. Mm -hmm. It's more, uh, uh, I would say, the enterprise solution to create like your backend, your frontend, your five different websites and the mobile app in the same monorepo. Mono uh, yeah, to be honest, it's nice. It's not the same as using uh, uh, Solito, Tamagui, or thing like that, where it's more one app, multiple platform. NX is more uh, multiple projects. It's the same. It depends on the size of your team. If you have two hundred and fifty person, yeah, okay, you can. <laughs> you need to put stuff in place to to align everyone in the same direction. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I personally haven't really used NX besides some tests mm. because I yeah. work on small projects. I'm yeah. usually alone or with some, and I just don't see the value in it. Um, but of course, yeah, if you have like a super big enterprise, a workspace setting totally makes sense. But um, I'd like to know more about this. So I've seen Tamagui and Solito and Expo, and I'm not 100% sure how well they play together. Do you have any experience with the with the three and... Um, Build anything with them? Ah, yes, so yeah, with, with Samac UI, I what I build. I, I plan to build a six application over the next uh, six months. Oh, you make just a challenge? Yes, yeah, just with my intern. Hey, Mathis, ship it this week. <laughs> That's my message. Nice. We did the backlog this morning. So now, send it, yeah, Simon, you need to send him a tweet. Hey, What's going on with your app? It's not online. <laughs> I will send it <laughs> no, after the recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Just just to practice because um, that's how you learn stuff. You are not going to learn by just watching your screen. Uh, so yes, just to learn stuff and um, professionally not because so Tamagui is awesome, but it's the same thing. It's a chicken or egg problem. If you are in, a, if you let's say tomorrow someone hire me to create a new greenfield application where there is nothing in place. Cool, go for it. We are going to use Tamagui, it's going to be awesome. That's not the reality. <laughs> the reality <laughs> is you often need to deal with stuff already in place. Or, hey, we called you three years ago to work on your project to migrate from Expo 30 to 33. We didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can't update to the store so that's why you are calling you again ah, yeah, but last time I told you to reboot it so yeah if uh, so, you can't I think if you have a, like a, a project in place and you want to add Tamagui on top of it uh, no it's not so Tamagui for people who doesn't know it's like a monorepo and a design system an opinionated design system, put it in place to work with uh, Expo and XGS. Yeah, this, is, awesome. this is the part that confuses me. So initially I thought Tamagui was just like native base or Mentine, no, just like UI yeah, and components. Yeah. But it is different? Can you... No, it's not different. So at core, it's a design system builder, let's say. But um, it's a compiler. Okay. So it's compile style. So it's like, think of it as SAS. SAS mm -hmm. is a 
you compile your CSS and boom, you have a, like, well, it's not really the size like that, but <laughs> let's say, <laughs> let's say that you compile. So it's a compiler. And on top of it, uh, when you generate a project, there is a monorepo, so you have access to plenty of things. So Lito, it's just a library to share, to share, to have the shared routing system. So using the link from Next.js and the link from Expo Router and the navigation navigate from React Navigation. It combines everything under the hood. Yeah, Solito doing one job is doing oh. that. Yeah, that's super confusing. Of course, it's, like <laughs> <laughs> it's super confusing. So Solito is that. So you have Solito into Tamagui, of course, because it needs a way to share links across pages and screens uh, and, and uh, Expo Router, it's just the file system router based uh, available for native application. Because if people don't know, in, rea in native you need to use React Navigation and it's looked like you put a, a file in your page folder. You need to use a navigation container because there is no back button. And there is no tabs. Right. Right. I, I, in fact, I, do, I can talk about it for one hour <laughs> <laughs> for routing system because that's, that's what I do in boot camps. So, but think of it as a pile of cards. When you take cards, if you want to go back on the first, you need to do all the cards, all the stack of the cards. You can't, mm -hmm. as a new URL, you can't jump in and like, hey, go there, go on settings. Yeah. Just click here. Uh, no, you, there is no links. So, mm -hmm. so an Expo router is uh, a solution for um, creating file system, a navigation, and having deep link in place for free. Because deep linking, when you need to do deep linking, same. So you you work on your app for one year, and after that, your CEO say, "Hey, deep linking looks nice. I want it. I want for, I want this feature for tomorrow." You're like, oh. <laughs> That's going to be painful. <laughs> Deep linking is a major pain in the ass. Um, yeah. I've created a tutorial on this for something else, not React Native. And I, I put this image of Galadriel telling you just, just go <laughs> off the path, one little thing, and it, yeah, everything blows up. And that's the same for yeah. deep linking. Like, yeah. just mess up one little step in the beginning of the 20 different steps, and mm. you also exactly. won't get a helpful error message in the end. Yeah, exactly. So, so Expo Router is, um, yeah, I read that it's great for that as well. And it basically, Expo Router sits on top of React Navigation. So, mm, yeah, exactly. So, you don't need to change your stuff, or you can still work on the same path. It's a nice add on. It's not like it's Angular 2. <laughs> we do everything. So, yeah. So, the only problem I have is if I now only want to use, let's say, Expo. And I mean, I don't really need Next.js for the web because I can build with Expo for the web as well now. Can I just add Tamagui to Expo? Does that make sense? Or is Tamagui really made for Expo plus Next.js and then going for all the platforms? Yeah, it's made for Expo plus Next.js because, okay. but you can, to be honest, you can, why? <laughs> why would you do that? No, it's possible, <laughs> to, to be honest. Okay, so you let's say, hey, I don't like Guillermo, so I'm never gonna use Verzel. <laughs> and uh, the team is horrible, they destroyed React. Uh, I'm in a war with these guys. Uh, no problem. No problem. 
I mean, the, the, the thing question is, is why, why does Expo Web exist in that case? If, yeah, if yeah. we all so, say, uh, yeah. let's just let's just follow Guillaume and let's just always use Next. Yeah, yeah. So Expo, no, React Native Web or Expo Web. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, React Native Web. Yeah. Yeah, because Expo Web is different. It's don't talk about. It. Let's focus <laughs> on. So there is a solution. So for people who doesn't know, we do React Native to build iOS and Android apps. Yes. The thing is. <laughs> You can use React Native to build web apps. <laughs> and this thing is called React Native Web. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So the first time I heard this term, it doesn't make any saying, any sense. <laughs> but but yes, yes, because you can share your you can share your component. Let's say you write, I don't know, typography, text, and it's the same uh, it's the same primitive everywhere. So React Native Web exists to share um, code between platforms and to be uh, to have uh, the DOM available on React Native. Uh, React Native, no mistakes. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, you can still do it. So let's say you scaffold a new Expo application. Okay, you do the hard part. You choose the hard part. You choose to import Tamagui and. Um, and uh, set up the compiler yourself. Do it's possible. Do it, no problem. Uh, you can still use uh, just uh, React Native React Native Web. <laughs> That's it. No, no Next.js. Nothing fancy, and it's gonna yeah. work. The okay. thing is, you will you will not benefit benefit uh, of the server side rendering. Uh, it was it will will just be a single page application. Mm. But it's gonna oh, work. Okay. But you, but for example, okay, you ship that. It's working. It's Friday. The CEO asks you, "Hey, why we are not on Google? Don't you the SEO is working?" You're like, oh, <laughs> "Yeah, that's the problem with SPA." Yeah. And um... yeah, at some point you will need to have a robots.txt or just a landing page or just a marketing page. So add next.js just just in case even if it's just a simple page <laughs> you never know so so i want to come back to this uh before we wrap up i heard that you don't like expo for web i mean ah, no, from expo what i learned web. about expo for the web with the recent updates i can get a static output like i can include now html stuff i can even include css it totally makes sense with expo router uh, and the routes and Static output. We even got like get static path, and you can define that stuff. And I mean, that's why I think can we just stick in Expo land and just do Expo yeah, native no, to, and Expo web? Uh, to be honest, I never Expo dash web. Mm. Ah, yeah, I never. So I know it's you. It's uh, I never used it. In fact, okay. Let's okay. Say, I never had time to dig on it, and I was like, oh, let's don't talk about it. But <laughs> if you want to know more about it. Uh, Avon Bacon did a talk. Mm -hmm. You need to watch all the Metro bundling stuff at ABS. At ABS, whoa! Look at that. <laughs> yeah, ABS. <laughs> We're not sponsoring uh, this, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great conference. That, I learned Yeah, a it's a great conference, and if you want to know more, watch the talks. They are more about plumbing. And I, as I said, I'm a freelancer. I don't have time for the plumbing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Solutions at work and in production. But it's the same. It's just a different job. I mean, 
if Expo want to hire me and work on this particular feature, okay, no problem. But it's just a different job at the, at the, at the end. And plus, so, as I said, you need to focus on one thing. To be successful and be good at what you do, you need to focus. Otherwise, it's impossible to, to know how everything works. Perfect. Perfect last words uh, to wrap up. We, we could, I guess, talk a lot, an hour more about the uh, Expo Router and the front-end tree lemma and maybe even Angular. Uh, I heard from your background you, uh, <laughs> you also know it. But uh, I got yeah. five, five little questions to wrap this yeah. up. I, I, we didn't prepare this, but I think you, you can handle this. They, they are easy questions. So give me quick answers uh, to these. Rapid uh, fire, question, no regular, right. Rapid fire questions. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, yeah, tough. I would say Star Wars, but Disney destroys Star Wars, so... Yeah. We're talking to an expert here. Okay, uh, David has <laughs> earned the right to at least come back because he didn't say Star Trek. <laughs> I can't accept Star Wars and what you said. Yeah. Okay, question, yeah, yeah. question number two, Mac or Windows? Ah, uh, yeah, it's the same, Mac OS, 100%. I worked with Windows, and if you want to be good, no, nah, Mac OS, it's just, yeah, it's just working. I mean, there is a terminal, there is, app, there is yeah, productivity tools like uh, Alfred app and Raycast. I can talk about it forever. <laughs> yeah, David has definitely earned the right to come back. I love it. <laughs> okay, your favorite IDE? Ah, the one that works. To be honest, I I use Sublime so Sublime Text forever, oh, but I use really? I use I use uh, VS Code. It's good, but Sublime Text I yeah it's, because it's fast and there is nothing. You just write text <laughs> and it's like opening instantly. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always greeted by at least one error when I open Visual Studio Code. Um, I don't know yeah. exactly what I messed up, and I'm also not interested in fixing I it. Know. I just hope. I it, know. It, yes, it, I know. I know. You have a M1. Yes. Okay, so you so. need to install the M1 version because I was the same. Recently, I got this pop in and say, "Hey, you need to install the Mac, the Silicon oh, okay. version." And I was like, oh. I clicked, and now it's open instantly. Interesting. I'm gonna check that out. That's an yes, interesting. Yes, I released one. it recently. I don't know when they released it, but <sighs> yeah. Okay, but I, yeah, I got also some NPM problems, so I don't know if mm. it's just this version <laughs> or me as well. Anyway, um, what's what's your latest discovered package, library, or service that you can recommend? Anything cool you recently stumbled upon? Good question. I will go on github.com slash xbox slash stars where I can see my stars. <laughs> Oh, because there is there is many, you know, but it's always a small, you know, yeah, it's Tamagui. Uh, we already talked about Tamagui, so I will no say, ways. I will say, Icon Badge from Obytes. Okay, what is this about? Uh, it's just an NPM package to Icon Badge, App Icon Badge from Obytes. O-B-Y-T-E-S. It's just to display a little banner or on corner right to say, hey, this is the version 1.2, you are, it's the staging app. Mm. Or it's the version 3 and it's the production app. No, because you don't display a, a ribbon on production app just for testing apps. Usually not, only if you're using Flutter. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to put that definitely in the show notes. I'm going to grab that link. So last question, somewhat related to this, but now financial. What was your last useful purchase? <laughs> ah, useful. Must not but... be related to technology. Can also be the plant in your background or. <laughs> useful, it's a uh, um, father. Yeah, I had a useful. A, yeah. <laughs> I got a baby, so it's like uh, congratulations. Stuff for babies, you know. <laughs> useful, yeah, but about technology, no pen, no. <laughs> uh, but last, the last one, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a minimalist, so I don't, I don't that look at, good. I don't look at stuff. You know, I, I take years <laughs> to choose one thing, but then when I choose it, I'm all in. Like a backpack. I'm a backpack guy. I like, I like backpacks. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can live with that. And to be honest, like I'm a dad as well, and we bought by our daughter stuff. But to yeah. be honest, all, all my underwear has holes in it and my socks as well. And I'm, I'm yeah. I don't buy new stuff for myself, uh, but so she yes, has I like the, the fancy stuff. <laughs> That's how I would answer to your question. It's not what is the last thing I bought. It's like the one, the last thing I didn't buy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, this was an epic conversation. Um, I really enjoyed your insights, especially about being focused on shipping stuff and not jumping into the latest and greatest technologies. Um, yes. Anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Now's your uh, 30 seconds to shine. Uh, yes, I got like... Uh There is this, this website called Twitter, and now it's X. Go on GitHub slash Flexbox, github.com slash Flexbox. Awesome. And you can, Twitter, me, yeah. you can find me at galaxies.dev. Uh, you're going to find me on YouTube and Instagram, different name, but I'm sure at some point you're going to find me anyway. So yeah. thanks for joining uh, today, David, and I'm sure I'm going to see you again in the future. Hey, take care of you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>